Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Bano. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We are in Job 28. It was verse 20 that resonated with me this morning. It says, where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? Today's podcast is entitled Wisdom and Foolishness. Yeah, wisdom and foolishness. You know, the ancients pondered these contrasting character qualities long and hard. So much thought and contemplation were given to them. that There's a whole genre of ancient writing known as wisdom literature. Job is a classic of the wisdom genre. Shakespeare used the motifs of wisdom and foolishness with great effect. He often portrayed the rich and royal and powerful characters with fatal, foolish flaws, while reserving some of the most wise insights to characters who were classic fools. I don't find that contemporary culture thinks much about wisdom and foolishness in the classic sense. I mean, we think about fame and fortune. We value success, popularity. We strive for appearances, for avoiding failures that would result in social humiliation. Being wise, I mean, it's obviously considered an honorable trait. Of course, nobody pursues foolishness. Yet the world, by and large, doesn't dwell on attaining wisdom or understanding foolishness. I went to the Amazon book section and did a search for wisdom. Pretty much every book that shows up is rooted and cloaked in either Judeo-Christian or some other spiritual traditions. There are some it Christian authors. There are some more modern thinkers, the classics like Tolstoy, T.E. Lawrence. There's not a single it influencer in popular culture on the cover of a book hawking the virtues of wisdom or the hidden traps of foolishness. No Oprah, not even a Kardashian. One of the keys to unpacking the book of Job is to understand that the author constructed it using different elements. Job and his friends have conversed in three rounds of back-and-forth discourses. It ended in a stalemate. And so the ancient Hebrew writer now inserts a classic Hebrew wisdom poem before entering the second major section of the book in which there will be a trinity of monologues from Job, his friend Eli, and finally God. The ancient Hebrews liked to construct poetry and songs in such a way that the center of the text contains the central theme. And today's chapter, well, it kind of serves that function. The heart of the Job story is about gaining wisdom, and the author explains that wisdom can't be mined by human means, nor can it be bought and sold like a commodity. Wisdom is found in the fear of the Lord and the shunning of evil. Now, Embedded in this conclusion is both a nod back to the beginning of the story in which three times Job is described as a man who feared the Lord and shunned evil. In chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 8, and chapter 2, verse 3. And it's also a foreshadowing of the final climax of the story that we haven't gotten to yet in which God will have the final word. In the quiet this morning, I found myself contemplating who I have encountered along my life journey whom I would consider wise, as well as those I've known who I would label a fool. 
As I contemplated this, it struck me that not one wise person I know has been perfect. <laughs> In fact, one of the life lessons I've gained from being associated with the wise is the necessary disappointment of learning that even the wise make foolish mistakes and have their own blind spots. I've come to believe that, that this reality is the true lesson of King Solomon. Now, as I tried to think of a fool I know who became wise, I had to think hard. And in the few individuals that came to mind, there was always an epiphany event in their story that preceded the life change. There was a gracious God moment, even if they weren't otherwise religious, in which they walked away from their foolish path and began to pursue the path of wisdom. And that's exactly the conclusion of the author's wisdom poem in today's chapter. To shun evil, I've learned that there is a divine grace woven with corresponding human will that is required. But it's the divine grace that is the source from the beginning and the end of wisdom and everything in between. It's this humble acknowledgement repeatedly embraced that forms the path to wisdom. I hope you have a great day. Wherever this finds you, my friend, Lord willing, we'll be here tomorrow. Hope you'll join us.